welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome everybody to Nightlight. Today is a very, very exciting show for me. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that um, that that amazing intro was done by Ken Quiethawk, and you can find him and all of his material at NativeStorytellers.com. Check it out; it's a really fascinating site. Today, Mark has a very special person here, and um, I, I think that it's 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 one of the topics that I have um, studied and been fascinated with for decades and decades. So I'm jealous that he gets to do this interview first, but in a couple of weeks I get to, I get to have his guest on my show. So you're going to get double barrel here. And, and I, I do warn you that the material is, is fascinating. So if you're trying to do two things at once, stop one of them and listen, because it's going to be a fantastic show. So, let me, Mark, are you there? Yep, I am here. I'm, I am turning it over to you. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, this afternoon uh, might be heretical uh, by some standards, but uh, uh, that. That's okay. I think we need to uh, discuss uh, you know, the possibility of uh, mistaken identities uh, over history, and uh, we, you know, we're going to uh, you know, be looking at uh, some other precedents for that as the show goes on. Um, you know, and when I've spoken with um, Reverend, Reverend Michael Carter about interpreting passages from the Bible. I said, you know, there are times when, um, you know, one needs to uh, read it literally. Other times, you know, passages are to be understood symbolically. Um, and that was, you know, some of his learning from the uh, Union Seminary. Um, you know, do, do I believe every single event, uh, you know, about the Eden story, like Eve was created? created from 
Adam's rib. No, uh, it's a creation story like every culture has. Uh, I believe you know, God, the divine architect, uh, created the universe. No, yeah, I do believe that. Um, yeah, I, I also believe there was a you know, worldwide floods. So, yeah, there, there's you know, some biblical accuracy there. Uh, you know, su- support the golden rule and you know, big advocate for not killing each other. Um, but you know, uh, you know, why do some uh, groups, uh, you know, like the Templars and you know, later the Freemasons, uh, seem to have knowledge of uh, and uh, uh, Jesus's existence, and you know they're very protective of it. Uh, you know, that's another interesting uh, mystery. So, uh, you know, I agree with uh, you know parts of Bible. <clears throat> I didn't know if uh, that is you know, considered cherry picking, but um, I don't want to uh, disregard the moral instructions. Uh, our today's show is uh, going to be a re-evaluation of the Old and New Testaments. Uh, we're going to get into more confirmation about biblical characters, but they were documented incorrectly uh, to help us have a better understanding of Kings uh, David and Solomon. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about Isaac. Uh, we have Ahmed Osman as our special guest uh, this afternoon. Uh, his new book is Egyptian Origins of King David and the Temple of Solomon, and it was just published by Inner Traditions. And I want to thank Ashley and Manzanita for helping us to connect with Ahmed. Uh, his books uh, can be found at in- innertraditions.com or uh, amazon.com. Uh, Ahmed was born in Cairo and has lived in England for many decades and is a biblical scholar researching the historical or origins of biblical characters. So uh, welcome, Ahmed. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you. Good, good, good. Um, that's, uh, I'm sure you know, most of our, our, our listeners uh, are familiar with uh, you know, King David and you know, his rise uh, and uh, you know the battle with uh, Goliath and you know, rising to become uh, king. So uh, yeah, maybe uh, we ought to start with our, our, our discussion about you know what what do we know from uh, about David from the um the, the bible uh what, you know, at the beginning of your book yeah you know, it gives a little uh review about yeah you know, he, he was a shepherd you know, had, had some musical talent uh you know what you know what are some other uh you know just basic uh information that's presented in uh, uh the bible about the, the person who'd become uh, King David. Yeah, we have two two books really in the Bible. It talks about uh, uh, King David. You see mm-hmm. the book of the book of Samuel and the book of Kings. Mm-hmm. And they, they as you said, he started as a 
Young Shepherd uh, with the musical kind of interest. And King Saul uh, asked him, brought him to entertain him and so on. And then he was a young man at the time. And then the Israelites had a conflict with the Philistines. And the, 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 uh, the, the giant uh, Goliath came out and challenged the Israelites to fight uh, a single uh, fight. Nobody uh, was uh, uh, able to face him. But this young boy came out and, and faced Goliath and defeated him. And he became a hero uh, uh, within the Israel, according to the Bible, uh, uh -huh. uh, to the extent that King Saul himself was jealous of him and uh, tried eventually to get rid of him. Uh, uh, he's supposed to have lived uh, during the 10th century BC. And then he, uh, after the death of of King Saul and his son, uh, he became, he was anointed as king of Israel and he united Israel and Judea, uh, uh, the United Kingdom. And then he went out to, after the entering Jerusalem, he went out to, to fight uh, the, the Philistines and other nations of Western, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Mediterranean, Eastern Mediterranean, uh -huh. uh, from, from, and he established an empire extending from the northern Syria uh, uh, the, at the Euphrates River down up to uh, Egypt, the borders of Egypt. And uh, he, I mean, the Bible uh, mentioned a specific kind of locations where he destroyed cities and he established uh, some kinds of, of buildings like his royal palace in, in Jerusalem and so on. Uh, uh, and, uh, and that's it. Uh, however, in, in modern times, I mean, up to the 19th century, all what we knew really about King David or even the pharaohs of Egypt came from the Bible because there is no, or, or some Greek uh, uh, classical uh, writers. Uh, history was, was part of literature up to the mid-19th century. Then, when the Europeans started digging, archaeological digging, in, the, in Egypt and in the Levant, in, in, in Palestine and the Syria and so on, they started to dis uncover, bring out some information, uh, I mean, written texts as well as uh, uh, archaeological objects, Mm -hmm. And we started to get our information from uh, archaeology. And archaeology started to, I mean, use uh, different sciences like DNA uh, to, to, to make dating and, and, and like the scanning and, and different kinds of... So uh, now history becomes part of, of, of science rather than part of literature. So we know more definitely because we have we do have the mummy we do have the temple we do have the 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 text we have many things that we can know in fact we know more about tutankhamun uh, and his time maybe more than we know about uh, 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 somebody who lived 50 years ago because we have all the objects we have all the details we can examine it uh -huh. the bible uh, is a book of faith a book of religion uh, it's not a book of history, but of all, as well as the stories of creation, 
and the flood and so on, which uh, similar to some kind of, of uh, 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 I mean, uh, Iraqi kind of Mesopotamian uh, kind of ancient uh, beliefs. Uh, in the Bible, we find some uh, info- stories about real people who are supposed to live in real times and uh, 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 real events, historical events, like the stories of uh, Joseph, the story Isaac, Joseph, I mean, uh, uh, Israel or Jacob uh, and Abraham and so on. Uh, and the, the, the thing is, the biblical story, <clears throat> obviously, as a religion, it has a little bit of symbolism in some cases, and exaggeration in other cases, like all the written texts of the ancient times, the Greek and so on, wrote in the same kind of exaggeration way and so on. Uh-huh. Uh, however, you see, <clears throat> when, uh, when the modern archaeologists start digging, uh, at the level of the, the 9th century BC, uh, trying to find out evidence of the uh, David Empire, they found nothing. Nothing. All the locations that mentioned in the Bible were dug by archaeologists, including Israeli archaeologists, and they found no evidence whatsoever to confirm this story. So the conclusion of modern uh, archaeologists is that these stories were were just, I mean, fiction and not true. However, I disagree with this idea because I I don't follow, I did not follow the chronology of the Bible. According to the Bible chronology, the world was created 5,000 years ago. And obviously we know now it, it, it was there millions of years ago. Humans, human, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I mean w- people without, without a tail existed hundreds of thousands of years ago, not just five years. So we don't, uh, we should not take the biblical chronology as a kind of, of, of a reality of, of things. Now in the science world, we have to rely on science to, to, to make the time tick. So I, because archaeologists, modern archaeologists, followed the chronology of the Bible. I mean, so when they dug in the 10th, 9th century BC, they found nothing. But I did not follow the chronology of the Bible. I rather followed the events mentioned in the Bible. So the Bible says there was an empire by King David. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, and they mentioned special location which were uh, destroyed uh, at the time and, and special thing. And when archaeolo- although the archaeologists did not find any evidence in the level of the 9th century BC, they found all the evidence that confirmed the biblical account of King David's empire exactly only fi- five centuries before. So I, 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 rather than relying on, on the chronology, I relied on the evidence of the empire mentioned in the Bible. So I came to the 15th century BC for King David. I mean, uh, I, 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 so it is not 
I mean, it, it, the biblical uh, authors, biblical uh, writers, the, the scribes who wrote the Bible, wrote they were uh, in Babylon after Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, destroyed uh, Judea. Uh, I mean, he took uh, the upper class and uh, the scholars, the scribes, uh, into uh, uh, into uh, Babylon. And there they started because after the death of Moses, the Israelites really, I mean, went back on on the uh, uh, on the Ten Commandments and the death, and they worshipped other deities like Baalim and, and so on, uh-huh. Ashtarot and so on. It, and although many many prophets came all over the way, asking them to go back to the, um, uh, 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 I mean, mosaic uh, teaching, they did not. However, when after the uh, the, the Babylonian uh, exile, the scribes and the priests started to think, maybe we are being punished by God because we have departed, we have left the mosaic teaching. Then they started writing the Bible. So the Bible was written in Babylon for the first time from the 6th century BC, about 8th centuries after the death of Moses, you see. They used for the, the, the uh, I mean, uh, the sources of, of information, different sources. Some of it was written and some of it was oral. Uh, uh-huh. Some of it was came from Egypt, some of it came from uh, Mesopotamia, some of them came from uh, different uh, areas, you see. And these stories were not put in, in a chronological area. They edited it into what it is now in the Bible. So, uh, I mean, the thing is, the, the relationship between Egypt and Israel is the cornerstone of the Bible, really. The exodus of Moses, the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt uh, is the cornerstone. Without the exodus, there is no Bible, really. Right. Uh, I, 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 if you allow me, I have to talk about why have I started all this research about myself, first of all. I was a young boy, about 14 years old, when the United Nations decided to, to the, the, the divide uh, Palestine into two uh, countries, I mean, two states, one Israeli and one Arab. At the time, I was really, uh, I mean, uh, in a way, uh, more uh, religious uh, Islamic kind of uh, thing. And at the time, some, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I, I mean, I was even following the the. the the extreme uh, uh, fanatic uh, Islamic group of uh, the Brotherhood, Muslim Brotherhood. At the time, they told us, they told us, they told me and, and other child, if you go to fight, this is 1947, to fight in, in Palestine to stop, to prevent the establishment of the Jewish state, you have nothing to lose. You either kill the Jews, the enemies of God, or you are killed yourself, become a martyr, and you go to heaven uh, directly, you see. So I like the idea, and I went to, uh, to I mean, to ask them to, to join the, the group, and they, luckily, they did not accept me because I was 
uh, 14 years of age, I'm not allowed. Uh, By the time, you see, the the next uh, uh, fighting came through, uh, uh, I mean, I had grown up and become uh, a journalist, and obviously I have completely uh, 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 um, left the Islamic kind of of traditional, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, this kind of... uh, uh, like yeah. so, renounce their teachings. So I wanted to know, I, I wanted to know, why is this conflict between Egypt and Israel, continuous conflict with, I mean, the Germans and the British, I mean, uh, and the French fought in the Second World War. However, after the war ended, they sat down and made it up and they, they, they are friends. Why can't we do that with the Israelis? What is the, so I thought it must be something to do with our with the roots, uh, 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 common roots between us and the and the the Jews, the Israelites. So because I went to for the first time because Muslims don't read the Bible. So I went, I got a copy of the Bible, and started to read the Book of Exodus. So, so I I realized that the the Israel, they came to Egypt as a small Hebrew tribe, and they went out as a great nation. I mean, the Bible was given to Moses, the Ten Commandments, on Mount Sinai in Egypt. Moses himself was brought up in the royal palace and, and so on. So I thought there must be something in the our common roots, I mean, uh, that made us, uh, I mean, at, at, made a, a taboo established between us and so we cannot talk because, I mean, there's something we cannot accept. So I wanted to, to uncover the roots. So I decided to come to England and study the, if the Bible stories about the Israelites in Egypt and the Exodus was a historical fact, then nowadays with all these archaeological discoveries, we should know uh, some evidence of that from historical sources. So I came to study the history behind uh, the Bible. Uh, so I studied evening course first, uh, three years uh, ancient Egyptian history, then three years the hieroglyphic language. Then I studied, I, I mean, with some uh, Jewish friends, the Hebrew, uh, classical Hebrew, biblical Hebrew, and so on. In order, so I, I started to dig there, and then uh, I realized, you see. <clears throat> that the Bible stories <clears throat> do have historical facts. The only thing is, it is confusing because the, the chronology of the Bible is making it. And for instance, you see, I mean, the, the first thing I started to think of Joseph, because Patriarch Joseph of the coat of many colors is supposed to have been sold by his brothers uh, as a slave to in Egypt. And there, mm-hmm. after uh, uh, being able to, I mean, interpret the, uh, the dream of Pharaoh about the seven cows, lean cows and the seven fat cows and so on, Pharaoh uh, appointed him as one of his ministers. And then from there, I mean, later on, 
Joseph asked Pharaoh if he can bring his family, Jacob and the Israelites, uh, to Egypt. And Pharaoh uh, accepted that. And then Jacob came with 70, the total uh, number of his family, 70 people came to Egypt. Jacob met Pharaoh and blessed him and died in Egypt. And I mean, so the, the first connection between Egypt and, uh, and, and Israelites, the Hebrews first became Israelites, uh, was in Egypt uh, at the time of Joshua. However, when I came to, uh, to study the history of David, I realized that the story, the connection between Egypt and the Hebrews really started much earlier at the time of Abraham. The, uh, why is that? Because the evidence of the empire between the Euphrates and the Nile come from the time of 15th century BC when Thutmose III established the first great empire in history between the Nile and the Euphrates. It was established by some, uh, a, a king called of the 18th dynasty, Egyptian dynasty called Thutmose III, you see. So uh, Thutmose III lived in the 15th century BC, was a contemporary of Abraham. Abraham. And here I found a very interesting story in the Bible, in the book of, of Genesis. The book of Genesis mentioned a story that Abraham in Canaan one day, there was a famine in the land, so he decided to go to Egypt. Uh, so uh, in coming uh, across the borders, he told his wife, Sarah, don't say that you are my, um, my wife, so they might find you uh, attractive and so on, and they might take you and they will kill you, uh, kill me to keep you. So say you are my sister. Uh, eventually, the story says, this is the biblical story, that Pharaoh knew through his people, uh, uh, attendants and so on, of how beautiful this Sarah was. So he invited Abraham and Sarah in the palace. In the palace and then uh, he uh, asked uh, Abraham for her hand. And so he gave her dowry to Abraham, and he married Sarah. So Sarah, the wife of Abraham, was married to Pharaoh. This is a story that cannot be invented by the biblical scholars because it's a shameful story that people really try to hide out. The fact that the Bible mentioned this story, that Abraham gave his own wife to Pharaoh, to be married to Pharaoh, uh, th th indicates that this is a, 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 a real story and not an invented story. So the thing is, after that, the story says that uh, a, a palace, royal palace was plagued. So Pharaoh called Abraham and asked him, why did you say this was your sister? Why didn't you tell me it was your wife? Because according to Egyptian moralities, this was not allowed. It's not right for a man to marry, to have a woman of married to somebody else. Take 
your wife and 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 take everything and leave and and go. When they return back to Canaan, uh, obviously, eventually, Isaac was born. So Sarah, being married to two men, Pharaoh of Egypt and Abraham, gave birth to Isaac, whose son was Isaac. This is the story. Why should Abraham, after Isaac's birth, take the young child and go to uh, Jerusalem on the on the rock of the mount in Jerusalem and try to sacrifice him just because he saw in a dream that he has to kill him and then the Lord stopped him don't kill the Lord I mean then again I mean the indication many indication in the Bible story itself that indicate that the child was the son of, of Pharaoh rather being the son of Abraham so for instance the Lord appeared to Abraham and tell him, I make a covenant with you to be circumcised. Abraham, when he was an old man, to be circumcised. And all the male men in your house should be circumcised as a sign of covenant between me and you. This is a very strange thing because until that date, only Egyptian males were some circumcised. No other nation uh, was since. So, uh, in a way, the covenant with Abraham and the Israelites and the, his men and the Hebrews—they were Hebrews, not Israelites yet—was a kind of, of uh, uh, making them uh, Egyptians. You see. Then again, Abraham. That, I mean, Abraham had married, other than Sarah, married also, uh, I mean, Hagar, uh, and brought Ishmael from Hagar. And he married another woman called Keturah from Northern Arabia, and he brought seven sons from Keturah. So he had seven, six sons from Keturah. So he had seven sons other than Ishmael, other than Isaac. However, the Lord tells him, I mean, the descendants of Isaac, only the descendants, Isaac and his descendants, will inherit the land between the Nile of Rate, uh, uh, the river Nile and the, and the uh, river of Rate. I mean, this was exactly the, 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 the empire established by Pharaoh who met uh, Abraham with Moses III. So the, all this indicates really to me that Isaac was the son of Pharaoh rather than the son of Abraham. The Bible tried, I mean, because when the Exodus took place at the time of the Exodus, the Pharaoh who, 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 who ruled Egypt was, I mean, this was the, after the Amarna, after Moses and the Amarna, I mean, was against the, the Israelites. So there was a kind of conflict and hatred between the two sides, the Tutmos sides uh, the, uh, the, uh, of, uh, of the 19th dynasty and the Israelites who, who left Egypt. So the biblical story uh, uh, tried to, 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 I mean, uh, to, to deny any kind of connection between the Egyptian royal family and the Israelites. 
In fact, it was uh, Sigmund Freud who noted that first regarding the birth of Moses. Sigmund Freud, who was a liberal Jew who lived in, 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 uh, in Austria and then died in, in, uh, in, in, in London, he wrote the last book he wrote in, in London, really, was called Moses and Monotheism. And he there said, he claimed in one of his chapters that Moses was an Egyptian. And he said, okay, the story of the birth of Moses is repeated really for other heroes of ancient times, like Agad of Mesopotamia and uh, 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 I mean, uh, 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 Oedipus of the Greeks and so on. Uh, and, uh, but he said in all these cases, a child was born to a royal family. And the royal family was threatened. So they smuggled out the child to be uh, brought up by a poor family in order to save him and save the throne. And when he grows up, he comes and claims the throne of his father. Only in the case of, of Moses, the, the story is switched. Other than, I mean, being born in a royal family and being brought up by a poor family, here we find him born to a, a Hebrew poor family and brought up by the royal family. He said that the 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 the, the scribes writing uh, the Bible deliberately tried to hide the uh, original Egyptian uh, nature of of, uh, of Moses by by by, by switching this account. You see, so I mean, at the time of the Exodus, there was a kind of enmity and conflict between the Israelites and the. Uh, not not the same situation when Joseph was there, and there was a kind of, of welcome between the two sides. Yeah. So I I I thought that the that the, the, that Abraham story was deliberately. Uh, I mean I mean uh, I mean they they they, they gave uh, they denied the Egyptian father. I mean in my book I say I state in the first part of my book that. Israel is the son, is the illegitimate son of Egypt, who is fighting, trying to force his father to accept him. Yeah, and, and they, oh, 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 yeah. I just wanted to uh, just quickly interject that you know, throughout the early part of the book, you also do develop a unification theme between Egypt and uh, you know, uh, Canaan and. Yeah, that uh, the yeah the Pharaoh did welcome Isaac and his family uh, to to live with him in Egypt. So, so you know there was a uh, you know, uh, welcoming uh, an offer to uh, unify uh, both uh, regions. Yeah, I mean, yes, when, uh, because you see, the story, uh, and in fact, the history after that, uh, explains how 
that when Joseph came to Egypt, uh, he was, I mean, welcomed eventually by Pharaoh, who appointed him as his minister. Mm-hmm. And then, in, in fact, in fact, I have argued in one of my books that uh, there was a, a minister of, of, I mean, Hoth the Third of the 18th century, a grandson of the Third. I mean, Hoth the Third, grandson of the Third, appointed Yuya, Yuya, a, a character called Yuya, uh, as as his minister. And this Yuya, in one of my books, I confirmed, I have argued and shown that Yuya and Joseph, Yuya and Yosef, Yosef, Yuya and Yosef, Yosef is, uh, 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 Joseph is, is uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, a name of, of, of Joseph, you see. So I argue that Yuya was the son, uh, was, was, uh, uh, was an Israelite, the son of, of Jacob, you see, uh, uh, and it, I mean, the third. Not only it, it seems to me, it's, I mean, if you if you just leave out the imagination and the and the fiction, uh, I mean, necessary for the biblical account, it seems to me that Joseph came to Egypt deliberately, looking for his father, his I mean, grandfather in a way, mm-hmm. because if if you see the dreams of Jacob in Canaan before coming from the the first time i mean we find we find that uh, i mean uh, 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 i mean uh, uh, isaac uh, uh, jacob jacob had uh, 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 was a twin brother called Esau, and jacob believed uh, that he ha- he had some kind of, of uh, Esu, uh, Esu being the the first one to come out, uh, 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 I mean, uh, had some kind of, of uh, birthright, and then eventually, uh, Esu wanted to have a, a, a lentil soup made by Jacob. I saw it. Uh, J- Jacob asked him to if he give you your 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 birthright, and he sold his birthright. For a lentil soup, what is birthright? This is we, the Bible does not explain what is this birthright. The birthright is a kind of inheritance. It seems that Jacob believed. Jacob himself believed. I mean, from his mother eventually, his young mother, Sarah. That Sarah was a queen in a way. The word Sarah indicates princess. In Hebrew, uh, she she was regarded as as a kind of a, a, a queen of Egypt or something, and they the memory it seems that the memory within the families of 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 Isaac uh, through Jacob and so on believed uh, some of them took it seriously and some of them Esther did not take it seriously so he sold he sold his right for a, a, a soup a, a lentil soup. Uh, but uh, Jacob took it seriously, and it seems also that he handed it down to his son, 11th son, Joseph, who from the very start uh, uh, believes, I mean, that he one day will sit on a throne and his father and his brothers will, he, he believed in the, uh, of this royal kind of, 
it seems somehow that J- Joseph came to Egypt looking, looking, deliberately looking, not just by chance, for the, his great ancestors uh, of the Pharaoh. And uh, for, for, for Aminhotep III to appoint him as, not only appoint him as his minister, but he also married his, his daughter, Tai. I mean, Hothi III, the, the king of Egypt, married Tai, the daughter of Yuya, whom I identify as Joseph. And he made her his queen against the uh, uh, Egyptian customs. So even, I mean, Hothi III, a descendant of King David of history, that Tutmosis III, must have realized that Yuya, Joseph, was also descendant to Tutmosis III through the line of Sarah. Otherwise, he would not have married his daughter and not only married her because the king, I mean, Hotel III married 300 women, but he made her his queen. And it was this union between, I mean, Hotel III, eventually I regard to be uh, the character of, of, of Solomon, uh, he must have realized, I mean, he reconnected the two lines of the, of the Davidic line, the one from the Egyptian queen and the one from the uh, Sarah, the Hebrew. They were united by the time of, of I mean, Hothi III, or Solomon, who the, uh, married her, and the union brought up Akhenaten, Akhenaten, who I regard as Moses, Akhenaten, who was the first monotheistic uh, king uh, of Egypt, the first monotheistic king all over the world. From historical sources, the first uh, king, the first person to say that, I mean, in Egyptian, everything took place in Egypt. The whole development took place in Egypt, the spiritual thing. Because the, from the early time, from the time of the building of the pyramids, the Egyptians uh, realized that humans have two dimensions. One physical, the body that, uh, uh, the, uh, I mean, uh, dissolves after death. And the other one uh, is a spiritual thing, the car that leaves the body at the time of death. But they believe that the car is eternal, that not die. And if they can keep the body uh, through mummification, keep it uh, safe and, and put it in a, in a secure kind of tomb with, this, uh, with the magical spells of the Book of the Dead, then the, the spirit one day, they believe, will come back in the body to have the resurrection. So the Egyptians were the first people, no other nation, not even the Bible, not even Abraham. And nobody believed in ancient times that there was spiritual dimension with the body dimension except in Egypt. In India, they believed that the person becomes reincarnated in another form. But this is the only country in the world during the, from the time of the pyramids, we know that. Eventually, uh, when, when Akhenaten came to power, I mean, the uh, priests of Amun denied his right to the throne because he, his mother was not the heiress. 
the Egyptian throne was inherited through the female line. Whoever marries the eldest daughter of Pharaoh has the right to succeed Pharaoh on the throne. That's because they believe in the uh, holy birth of Pharaoh. At the time uh, when, when Pharaoh gets married to his wife, he had to go uh, through a ritual uh, uh, in the temple. They uh, takes out all his clothes. He's purified by, uh, by Nile water and then by different oils and so on. And the priests of Amun have been make, uh, chanting and so on, asking for the spirit of, of uh, Amun to come and dwell in the body of Pharaoh. And when they see a sign that this has taken place, they ask, they put the, 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 the headgear of, of, of the god Amun on his head, and he goes to his wife. So the, the child is born, uh, the son of Amun uh, spiritually, and the son of Pharaoh physically. Because they believe that the two lands of Egypt belong to uh, Amun, and nobody could rule Egypt unless he was the son of Amun. Now, also they believe that if the wife of Pharaoh was not the heiress, if she was not the daughter of the uh, 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 I mean, previous Pharaoh, uh, the uh, Amun's spirit would not come to the body. So they, they will not, the, the child born will not be a legitimate son of Amun, you see. So they have no uh, right to, to follow his father on the throne. So because uh, Akhenaten's mother was the daughter of Joseph, of Yuya, and not uh, 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 the daughter of Pharaoh, Akhenaten, the priest of Amun, rejected his right to the throne because he is an illegitimate son of Amun. So in this case, uh, I mean, this is a, a universal kind of, uh, uh, this is, I mean, uh, Henry Priestley said about Akhenaten, he was the first uh, individual in human history. Because, you see, he, he, I mean, he thought about it, and he came to the conclusion that really, as humans have two dimensions, one physical and one spiritual, the whole universe, the universe, the cosmos also have a spiritual dimension. Atom, he called atom is the heat of the light coming from the sun. It is not the sun. The sun is Ra, not atom. Atom is the light or the energy coming from the sun. I mean, he believed that atom is the real God and he is a universal God for all people. And he denied all the other gods. So, I mean, the, the, the reunion between uh, the branch of Tutmosis uh, III, whom I identify as King David, from the Pharaonic line came to Amenhotep III, who was re reunited with, with, the, with the Sarah's descendants from Isaac uh, in, in the daughter of, of Joseph, Queen Tai, produced Akhenaten, who obviously became the first monotheist, whom I identify as Moses as well. So uh, this, this is, uh, this is uh, the, 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 the connection 
between the Israelites uh, and the Egyptian pharaonic family, uh, I mean, uh, uh, produced this uh, universal kind of, of new uh, the fusion of, of these two. Uh, I mean, this is this is the way I, I can see. Yeah, uh, Ahmed. Yeah, you just mentioned uh, the fusion of. Uh you know, spirituality, uh, you know, uh, a uh, union between the two regions like we discussed earlier. But, you know, one of the uh, artworks like the pyramids that uh, makes this, uh, connects these two Overlapping stories by what, what like five hundred years? Uh, like the Pharaoh story is about five hundred years uh, before King David. Uh, but what what connects uh, stories is uh, you know, the you know, the Ark of the Covenant, and then you get an Egyptian. Uh, uh, Ark as well, the Ark of Amun. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about how those uh, two uh, sacred relics fit into uh, your theory? Okay. The Egyptians used to take the image of Amun, the image of any deity, image of Amun, in a kind of a boat, uh, Ark kind of situation. In, mm-hmm. in the time of festivals, they have some festival, yearly festival, and people come around and, I mean, have slaughter some animals and make a feast and so on. And they will, the priests will carry this, uh, 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 I mean, ark around for people to see and, and so on. Uh, uh, when uh, Akhenaten came to power, uh, Moses, I mean, came to, I, mean, I believe Moses and Akhenaten were one and the same person. Uh, he did not believe, obviously, that uh, a deity can be represented in an image, you see. So instead, he, he, he used the ark. Akhenaten used all the, the rituals, but he gave them a different kind of significance by putting the, 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 the covenant. The, the, the covenant in the ark. However, the, the ark uh, that David took to Jerusalem was not, the, I mean, if you read the Bible, they talk about the book of, uh, I mean, the ark of, of covenant, but they, when they mention, when the Bible talks about uh, uh, David taking the ark to Jerusalem, he never mentioned the ark of the covenant. He mentioned the ark of the Lord. I tell you why, because when Tutmosis the third, Tutmosis the third, I better tell you about Tutmosis the third a little bit more because it is okay. interesting to know. I mean, he he he, he was a, a grandson of Tutmosis the first, who uh, fought first in the Levant before him, but he did not. I mean, although he went all the way to. Uh, to, to, to the Ufrates, upper Ufrates, northern Syria, uh, and he put a, a kind of, of a stone there with his name, but he did not uh, 
leave any garrisons, military garrisons, to keep the empire. So empire, as soon as he left, I mean, he lost the whole thing. Amenhotep uh, 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 II, uh, I mean, Tutmosis II, he, he was, was the son of an ordinary woman, but because he married Hatshepsut, the royal heiress, he became a, a king because he was able to marry the royal heiress Hatshepsut. Now, I mean, Tutmosis II married an ordinary woman called Isis and brought Tutmosis III. And he wanted Tutmosis III, his son, to marry the daughter, his daughter from uh, Hatshepsut, the heiress, in order to allow him to have the chance to write to follow him on the throne. But Hatshepsut refused to have her daughter married to this boy. So, uh, in fact, what he wanted to do, I mean, Tutmosis II, before he died, to ensure that his son, Moses follows him on the throne. He wanted, he made a kind of uh, uh, a ritual kind of, of occasion in the temple of Karnak. And he went there, and he has his son, he was a young boy, sitting, uh, standing there. And he, the priest carried the, the the Ark of Amun around the temple, chanting and so on. And the Ark came to the child, to the boy, and obviously the priest carrying the Ark. And they took him and went to the, uh, to the, the throne, uh, the royal throne, and asked him to sit there. So in, in, a, in a way, he was kind of, uh, uh, I mean, adopted. I mean, although he was not born as the son of Amun, now he made this through this action. Uh, he became adopted by Amun as being his son. And then again, he, when he grew up, he wrote on his part of the Karnak temple the story of how he went there. He was ushered to heaven after this occasion. He went to heaven. Obviously, this is a, a spiritual kind of of experience, he went to heaven when he was by Ra, God Ra himself, who placed on his forehead the 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 the, the, the snake, uh, uh, the kind of, uh, the snake which is regarded by the Egyptians as the royal kind, the sign of royalty in the Egyptian on the Egyptian uh, uh, crown. He, he was crowned by by God Himself, by Amun Himself. Uh, strangely enough, in the Talmud we have a story, or the Midrash, uh, Jewish Midrash, we have a story of Abraham having uh, this journey to heaven, and then again Muhammad has another journey to heaven. I mean, all this is is, is I mean, making the same story as Moses said. So he came to heaven. Anyhow. When Hatshepsut, when he, uh, I mean, when his father died, Hatshepsut did not allow him to rule, although he was appointed as king, because he was a young boy. She, she kept him behind, and she ruled herself the country until he died. She died, and then he became the only ruler. And what he first did, he went to Canaan. 
to establish the empire. And he took, he went uh, with the, his army, and he took with him, at the head of the army, the Ark of Amun, this, the image of Amun in an ark going at the beginning of, 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 the, of the army. And the, 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 the first uh, location he, he met uh, was, I mean, in an area now in Israel, uh, 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 near a uh, mount of, of, of uh, Megiddon, Har Megiddon, the mount of Megiddon. There he, he was, uh, in, uh, near the mount, there was a kind of a, uh, 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 I mean, secured uh, town, secured, I mean, uh, fortress, where uh, 300 kings, local kings of Canaan, because at the time there was no one state. I mean, Canaan was, was I mean, every city was a, a kingdom or, 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 or ruled by a prince or a, or a king. So all these 300 of them came from Syria and Canaan and gathered in front of this uh, uh, Armageddon uh, and to, to, to meet him uh, when he came. And before he came, he had two ways of of reaching this uh, location. One of them was an easy way around the mountain so he can come and face them. And the other thing is through a narrow kind of, of uh, way across the mountain, over the mountain. That's a narrow space. And his generals asked him to go through the easy way around the mountain. But he refused and decided to go through the narrow way. So he come surprised uh, the, these enemies by coming behind them. So they were scattered and went inside the castle and closed it uh, around them. And he retired. Then he went to the east to Jerusalem. At the time, Jerusalem was not known as Jerusalem or Shalim, it was known as Qadish. Uh, 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 Qadish. Qadish means, uh, uh, in the ancient language, means holy, the holy place, because of the rock. Jerusalem has this holy nature. The Israelites and ancient people, anyhow, in these areas, used to worship on the top of a high mountain, and they have a kind of, of, a, of a rock. Uh, and this was a natural rock, so it was a, and a holy place for the whole people of, of, uh, of the area. Of, uh, so he went there, and he placed the Ark of Amun on the rock, because this was the... I mean, he stayed there for six months until uh, the, his army was able to catch, to capture... Uh, uh, Magedon, and he went to so for six months uh, he stayed there. He went mm -hmm. with the ark of the God of his Lord. So in fact, when when one of the things that I mean, when the Bible says uh, David went to Jerusalem, only few of his men. Also, he had I mean, according to the Bible, his army was surrounding a, a, a city. And he was waiting for it to fall down, exactly the same as Moses said. 
uh, and he placed the Ark of the Lord, the only thing in the in the Bible that does not mention the Ark of the of Covenant, but the Ark of the Lord, Ark of God, and it was it was the first Ark to go to Jerusalem was the Ark of the Moses the third. He went there for three months, for six months, and then he went to capture. Even until now, this the fight between uh, Moses the third. David and these 300 uh, kind of, of uh, princes and, and kings of the, I mean, it, it is supposed, it is, I mean, believed that the Messiah will have to fight the, the Ark, this Megiddo war at the end of days when he reappears, he would have to fight this war between good and evil and defeat the enemies at that Level. This is a messianic kind of belief. Anyhow, what I want to say is that uh, I mean, Moses the third. I mean, uh, I mean, if we look at the biblical location mentioned in the Bible to be destroyed by in either the book of, of Kings or the book of Samuel being destroyed by uh, by King David, we find that Moses the third. Evidence that on the level of 15th century BC, evidence that Moses said, said, not even, not only that, but the Bible. I mean, you can look at the Bible and see. He says, and David, after going to Jerusalem, went out to recover, to recover his borders at the Euphrates. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Bible didn't say that David has a kingdom before extending to the Euphrates. And then he had, I mean, although he had only 600, I mean, 600 men as his followers, suddenly we find him having thousands of chariots and thousands of armors and so on, and making, uh, I guess, but the whole, I mean, if you, if you, if you, and then again, and then again, the, the death of uh, uh, King, King David, Empire is, is uh, supposed to have been inherited by Solomon, King Solomon, whom I, I obviously I regard as I mean. However, according to the Bible, after the death of Solomon, Solomon exactly like I said, Solomon had a, a large harem in his house. I mean, Hotel said had 300 women in his house. Solomon married the, the daughter of Pharaoh. Oh, I mean, Hotel III married his sister, the daughter of Pharaoh, before marrying uh, the daughter of Yuya, of Joseph. Uh, Solomon, although Solomon is supposed to have been the, the temple of God, the temple of God, he is said by the Bible to have been worshipping other gods at the same time. He worshipped other gods. He said that the, his foreign wives persuaded him to worship other gods which is very strange. He built the temple of God. However, we find this exactly the same situation with Amenhotep III, because Amenhotep III, who worshipped many deities of the Egyptian deities, when his son, Akhenaten, brought his Aten, one God, uh, I mean, he claimed his one God, Amenhotep III also believed in, in the one God of Akhenaten, his son. So similarity between Amenhotep III and Tutmosis III, I mean, 
even the way uh, the, the country was divided into, um, the empire was divided into 12 different uh, sections, each section uh, provided by uh, tax from certain area. Exactly what happened, the Bible says about, uh, I mean, uh, Solomon is, is found in history because about, uh, I mean, Hoth the third. Yeah, and you know, since, since we're talking about the similarities between the, the biblical Solomon and Tutmosis the or uh, Amenhotep the third, uh, you know, we might as well uh, stop and take some uh, time to look at the uh, you know, palaces of th- these two. Uh, historical figures. Uh, you know, you draw many uh, parallels. Uh, the the uh, Colossi uh, founds at the, uh, e- e- uh, the, the the place at uh, the mortuary center at uh, Thebes or Memphis. Um, so, yes, so, so, so uh, uh, let's talk about those. Uh, to you know, we got uh, you know, a nice description of uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Now you know, let's look at the duality of the two palaces. Yeah, I mean, it is also again the Bible says that uh, uh, I mean Solomon, King Solomon, uh, built a, a, a great house in Jerusalem. He mm-hmm. built a great house, and next to it, he built. The temple, the temple of God, and they say that uh, uh, the, he asked the king of Tyre, uh, Hiram, the king of Tyre, in, in Phoenicia, to send him uh, some uh, workers, uh, uh, wood, to send him wood, because Tyre has a lot of uh, wood, uh, cedar wood, uh, and uh, he sent him the architect as well. And he to build the temple and and the the, the palace in Jerusalem next to each other. Obviously, the I mean digging in, in Jerusalem have been going on for many years, and until now, until this moment of history, there is no evidence. Uh, I mean, they ever have found either of the temple or or of the palace. Uh, I have to say that I mean, Hotel the Third, whom I regard as Solomon, uh, built uh, different small shrines. Any uh, city uh, that has an Egyptian uh, uh, military uh, garrison, and in Jerusalem there was a military garrison, so he has built a, a, a small temple at the same location of the uh, of the te- uh, temple mount i mean of uh, yeah and the uh, the rock tomb of the dome of the rock he, he built a temple there a small temple but his main temple was not there because all the i mean archaeology work has not has failed to find any evidence however uh, uh, we know that I mean, Hotel the Third, when he came to the throne, like uh, previous uh, royal uh, members of royal family in Egypt, 18th dynasty, 
were uh, they had their houses in Memphis, Memphis near Cairo, uh, near Saqqara. Uh, this was uh, the location of the royal palace. However, he built on the west side of Thebes, Luxor, he built a new house, a great house for himself, a royal house, a temple next to it, exactly as the, whatever we find of the, at the, in the Bible describing the royal palace of, 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 of Solomon uh, uh, built, uh, and the temple who they built in Jerusalem, we find all the evidence of that only in the west uh, coast of the Nile across the, the, the Thebes, uh, Luxor. We find the remains of the royal palace have been found, a great royal palace, exactly with, with, a, with a, a section for the queen, I mean, daughter of Pharaoh and section for the king. And all these sections are found exactly as in the Bible. And we find remains, obviously, of, of the temple next to it. And the, the two pillars, uh, I mean, this is a strange thing that mentioned the, the, in front of the, of the temple, of, of Solomon's temple, there was two pillars. And these two pillars are giving names. And obviously, if you have a pillar, just a stone, you cannot give a name to a stone because it looks like any other stone. But it has to be, I mean, if you look at the temple of, of, of I mean, Hotel the Third uh, on the west bank of the Nile, you, you have this, uh, I mean, uh, 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 this uh, great uh, statues of I mean, Hotel the Third himself. The highest statues all over with, with I mean, uh, different Memnon, the Memnon, two Memnon statues are very well known. Memnon statues, they used to make noise, musical noise, when the sun shines in the morning. The two Memnon statues, I mean, the, when, when, uh, the eyes of, I mean, they represent the, the Pharaoh and said, I mean, what they said, but each one of them is giving a, giving a different name. Because although it's the same king, but it, it, he looks different from one side to the other. That's why they, they, they have they are standing until this moment. And the important thing about it is that they see the first rays of the sun comes in the very early morning, shines exactly straight to the eyes of the Memnon statues. I mean, this is a kind of a, a worship kind of thing. Yeah, until this moment. So I think the main uh, temple was uh, built not in Jerusalem, although he built a temple, small temple in Jerusalem, uh, in the same location where the later, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, I mean, the Jews built the temples. There, the, the temple of the Jew, Jewish temple was built in the same location as the same, uh, 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 the Holy of Holies of, of the Jewish temple, uh, which was destroyed by Romans on 70 AD, was, uh, uh, I mean, was the rock. The, the rock is the holy place, uh, all of the place, even before building the temple. And it became the Holy of Holies 
for the Jewish temple, which was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. This was a small temple also built by Amenhotep III, uh, which uh, is Solomon, and which I think uh, now, I mean, I, I believe that, uh, I mean, you cannot really expect uh, an Israeli state to be uh, complete without its temple. So I hope that eventually uh, that the Temple Mount will allow the, I mean, the Israelis to have their own temple uh, uh, around the Dome of the Rock in the location uh, as, as the Muslims have the, 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 uh, the mosque uh, at, the, at the south uh, section. I mean, it can be a unification of the two uh, religious faces rather than a conflict uh, area. In, in, in fact, it can unite people in modern times and in, uh, in their worship of the same God. I mean, they should be worshiping the one God. If it's the one God, then it has to be one for everybody in the same location. So I think, yes, as you said, again, if we look at, at, the, at, the, at, at the, uh, the name of uh, the Phoenician uh, king of Tyre, Hiram. If you look at the history of Hiram from historical sources, we find no king of Hiram uh, uh, at this location at all. Although uh, Josephus mentioned the name of Hiram, but Josephus was uh, got it from the Bible, not uh, from history. You can trust Josephus in, 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 when he talks about his contemporary events. I mean, because he was uh, uh, he came from a priestly family from Jerusalem, and he he witnessed the destruction of Jerusalem on the hands of the Romans in 70. And then he went to uh, uh, to Rome, and he wrote his. Uh, so what, whatever he wrote about uh, things he witnessed himself, you can trust his what he says. Otherwise, when he talks about ancient times, he's just re- referring to the biblical account. So we cannot uh, trust, uh, I mean, other than Josephus, with no, no mention of any king uh, of, of Steer called Hiram. And then again, Hiram Abif. The, the Hiram Abif uh, is regarded by the Masons as the, the, the Grand Master, I mean, the first builder who built the Temple of Solomon, because they regard the Temple of Solomon as uh, the um, main holy holy place that they worship. Uh, I mean, in reality, there is no, nobody called Hiram Abif. And we, but we have another person. I mean, we have the architect who built uh, the temple of Amenhotep III, uh, in, uh, whom I regard as, as uh, uh, I mean, uh, Solomon, King Solomon. Uh, and he is is called, uh, 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 I mean, uh, Amenhotep, son of Habu. Amenhotep, he, his name, the architect, the great architect, he built not only this temple and the royal palace, he built all other temples as well. He was responsible for all the structures in the country. He was a, a great man. Uh, and he, a uh, great architect, and he built the temple of 
uh, royal palace and the temple of Amenhotep III. He's a namesake of Amenhotep III. Amenhotep, son of Habu. I mean, uh, the, the other one mentions the Bible, Hiram, uh, his name, sake name, same name as, as the king Hiram, and Hiram Abif. Uh, Abif is his son, his, his father. Hiram Abif. Abif means Abi is father in Hebrew. F is his. Abif, Hiram Abif, Hiram, the son of his father. In fact, with son Aminhotib, son of Habu, Habu is his father. So Aminhotib is named after the king himself, Aminhotib, son of his father, Abif, son of his father. This is the same name. And if you if you look at the traditions of the, uh, I mean, Masonic traditions, you find a very strange thing. Although they regard Hiram Abif, uh, the uh, Phoenician Hiram Abif, as being their grandmaster, at the very same time, they regard Hermes Trismegistus as their grandmaster. So it, 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 it's a confusion, unless you, you come to uh, the, my interpretation of the Egyptian uh, location, you cannot identify that. Because, I mean, even his name, uh, I mean, uh, Hiram, his, his name was written in the Bible with different vowels. The consonants are the same. H-R-M. H-R-M. But Hurum, Hiram, and so on, different. H-R-M, if you just add the S at the end, Hermes. H-R-M-S, Hermes. Mm. In fact, this is his name. Not only that, this is the, uh, the first person in history we know who became the Lord of Magic, the Lord of Knowledge and Magic is the ancient word for, uh, for science. Now we know science. Before the, before the 16th, 17th century AD, we knew nothing about science. I mean, uh, uh, I mean uh, science was, uh, came from the hermetic, uh, science came from ancient Egyptian magic. Ancient Egyptian magic, I mean, uh, we know about the book of Hermes, Hermetic uh, book, uh, in, in the 15th century BC, uh, AD, the, 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 the prince of uh, Florence, uh, I, I mean, both the, the, uh, the Ottomans, the Ottomans attacked uh, uh, I mean, Constantine, Constantine, the temple, uh, the, the city of Constantine is Istanbul now, they call it Istanbul. They attacked it and there was, a, 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 they crossed the Dardanelles uh, and they attacked it and they, uh, and they found the library there of many uh, books written in Greek. Uh, some of it were copies of books that have been burned down in the Alexander Library in, in 3, 9 uh, AD. 
So one copy of it was uh, the book of Hermes, Trismegistus, Hermes, the Hermetic book. Uh, now, the uh, uh, Medici uh, prince of Florence decided to translate this book uh, into uh, Latin. Uh, it included, it was one of the books, uh, uh, I mean, we know that existed in the Alexandria, Library of Alexandria that was burned down. Uh, it contains uh, the ancient Egyptian magic. I mean, magic here is not uh, is not a kind of uh, uh, I mean what, what you some people think magic now. Magic in the Egyptian ancient Egyptian priests and so on, they were trying identify to realize. I mean, looking at the movement of the stars, looking at at the nature, the kind of 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 uh, uh, I mean plants that can that if you can eat these plants or, or drink some kind of thing, how effect it can save your life, it can bring the temperature down or or how, how when the Nile rises you see a special star. They divided time according to the movement of the stars. So magic is really in ancient times. They wanted to identify, they wanted to know the rules, the natural rules that guard the universe. Because, I mean, science, what is science? Is to discover how the rules of nature works without knowing how, the, 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 I mean, how can we, we were able to fly an airplane. We, they knew exactly the rules of nature. If we go according to the hidden rules of nature, if you describe, if you are able to, uh, I mean, find out, know, realize, discover the rules of nature and use them, this is the new, all the new science is trying to do that. So the ancients have already done that. They called it magic, but it was the uh, knowledge of the hidden rules of nature that other people did not understand, but the priests kept it in their own, I mean, uh, they didn't want it to be, the priesthood in Egypt did not reveal all the knowledge to ordinary people. They, they thought knowledge has to be given only to people who can, uh, I mean, be able to use it correctly. Anyhow, with, with the translation of the book of Hermes, Trismegistus, I mean, Isaac Newton started by his his work. If you read his his own, uh, I mean, writing, he he left his own secret writing. It was discovered. I mean, he started as a magician, working on the ancient Egyptian magic of Hermes before becoming a great scientist for the first time. So modern science is no more than ancient. Now. This guy, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Hotif's son of Habu, became real recognized. He became recognized, identified by ordinary people as Hermes. Hermes is the Greek word for the Egyptian uh, Tehut, the, the the god of of knowledge and the god of of magic. So Hermes, uh, the Greek word Hermes, is is called. I mean, uh, I mean, 
the name of the Egyptian magic, uh, uh, I mean, side, I mean, and he became known, his statue was established, two statues of him was established within the Karnak temple. And we have evidence all through the time, from his time in the 14th century until the Roman times, all this time, people went to his statues and asked him to intervene I mean, to mm-hmm. with, with gods, you see, and and save and 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 save the the sick uh, children or 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 or, or, or do something. For he was the first mediator. He was the first, I mean, saint, if you can say. He was regarded as saint in the 14th century BC, and remained as such for more than thousand years. I mean, until I mean, his his followers eventually were, uh, became known as the Gnostics, uh, uh, who produced the Nag Hammadi uh, uh, documents in, in the first and the second century uh, AD, I, I mean, uh, in Alexandria. I mean, uh, he, he is the one really, he is, who, 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 I mean, and the Gnostics, the Gnostics are regarded by the Masons as their origin, because the Masons, uh, when the Church of Rome, I mean, uh, established, uh, uh, regarded these Gnostics, uh, early Gnostic uh, Christians as uh, heretics, they destroyed all their writings and they forbade them. And so when they scattered in Europe, they were not able to keep any written documents of their own. So they uh, skipped some different knowledge uh, orally through or, or, or symbolically some kinds in some kind of uh, a, a, a painting or, or a, a text or something. So when the Freemasons started to reestablish themselves again in the 17th century AD, they had some confused uh, knowledge of their ancestry, and the, but they also always related to themselves to Alexandria and the Gnostics of Alexandria and the Hermetic philosophy. And I think this is the, I mean, now with, the, with, with, the, with, the, with my book and my discovery, this is the first evidence to confirm really uh, this connection. Yeah, and you know, through, through, uh, uh, Ahmed, throughout uh, your book, uh, The e- Egyptian Origins, of King David and the Temple of Solomon, you, know, you, you do draw on you know, the uh, Hermetics book, uh, the, the Nagamadi, uh, the Apocrypha uh, Bible, uh, you know, especially the uh, Book of Thomas. You know, so you have a lot of uh, ancient uh, texts uh, you're drawing from for your information, plus. Uh, you're able to read the hieroglyphs uh, at the temple of at uh, uh, at Luxor, so you know the readers get a comprehensive view of the whole time period of all these uh, ancient texts. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I spent uh, about. Uh... 40 years now. I mean, 
I didn't do it to start with, really. I, I, when I started doing my research, I didn't intend, I didn't have it in my mind to, to write about it. I just wanted to know for myself, what is the reason, what is the cause of this, uh, I mean, continuous struggle uh, without coming to uh, sit down and, and make, make it up. I mean, I mean, so I wanted to know, but when I started to know, I wanted other people to know. Yeah, so I have uh, to follow up the whole story. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, because because you see, although through the last hundred and fifty years or so, uh, archaeologists have been able to find ancient uh, uh, monuments and ancient texts and ancient things. Including the uh, Hamadi uh, uh, Gospels uh, and the Dead Sea Scrolls of, of, of the, the, I mean, of the, the, the Dead Sea, uh, Qumran. Uh, you see, I mean, people have not been able to, I mean, to re- the time, in my view, has come. For us to, I mean, to re-understand the ancient stories of our, I mean, biblical stories according to the new scientific and archaeological discovery, without without re-explanation. I mean, how can we understand? We have a completely different. Different kinds of, uh, of sources telling us different things. What can we believe? We have, I mean, if we go to history, if we go, I want the day when we go to find the story of Moses and David and so on from the book of history, not from the Bible. The Bible is a book of faith. If we believe in something, nobody can challenge you whatever you believe in. People can, different people believe in different things and this is up to them. They can believe in it. But if we come to history, it is not a personal belief. History is, has to be factual. It's now history is becoming part of science. And without knowing our history, we will not be able to establish our understanding of the future. Now, we, we, every day, scientists are, are finding out information that opens the mind to, to things we never knew about uh, different planets, different universe, the nature of our world, the, the humans and the creatures that, that were, were, were on Earth. We have to know the facts to establish our belief on facts rather than in the mythology and, and, and fairy tales. Obviously, miraculous events, history, can, science cannot establish miracles. But if you want to believe in miracles, it's up to you to believe in any miraculous event. People can believe in whatever. Belief is something personal. Yeah, but knowledge is, is common. We have to understand and agree. And to be common, we have to, we have, to have the evidence. So we have to go to history and uh, so I had to go uh, really from the very beginning, from the very beginning, the very beginning of the Bible started with Abraham. I mean, before Abraham, the creation uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the 
flood is really a, a, a mythological kind of, uh, because the, the earth was not uh, created by God 5,000 years ago. This is not true. And humans were there, were here hundreds of thousands of years ago. So this is not, this is not a symbolic kind of explanation. Like the Greeks, when they had this mythology of them. So ancient people had this mythology. But if we come to history, Abraham is a historical person. David is a historical person. Moses came, to the whole idea of the Exodus and the Israelites and the Bible is the Exodus. The cornerstone of the Bible is the Exodus. It's a historical event by historical people. So we have to know this from historical sources, not only from the Bible. And then it, it will not uh, obviously affect any different belief. If you believe in miracles, you can believe in whatever you like. But if we have to stand uh, to, to identify his history, then we have to to have hist- historical sources. And this is what I wanted to know all the time. I am I am now uh, 84 years old, and I'll be 85 in three months' time. But before I, I leave this world, I want to as much I mean to know as much uh, as uh, as I, I I don't want to to die to leave this world with something uh, I mean in my I mean kind of research that I still haven't known. Yeah. Part of the yeah uh, you know what you're looking for is understanding all the. Uh, mysteries of Egypt, and you know, part of your book is covering, uh, you know, the uh, knowledge you know, from Alexandria. What was you know, just co- compiled over the uh, cent- centuries? Uh, you, you cover uh, the Egyptian magic, and, and you do spend. Uh, to devote some time to uh, discussing the uh, magic of you know when the uh, staffs were thrown down and they turned into snakes. Can you, can you explain a little bit about how we are uh, to understand that uh, scene from the Old Testament? You see, I, I, I said when the I mean when the Romans came to Egypt, the 30 years BC, and uh, Cleopatra, Queen Cleopatra VII, was the last queen who committed suicide when uh, uh, the Romans uh, came, uh, and the Romans did not really care too much about uh, the Egyptian temples, so they kept the temple. Uh, of, of Alexandria, uh, uh, but uh, they did not spend any money on the other temples. E- Egyptians, by nature, are—I uh, uh, mean, they discovered God. They discovered the, the spirit. They discovered God. They, uh, rather than in modern days, we think about a prophet coming from God, teaching people how to understand the. the the, the 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 nature of of, of God in Egypt it was a different uh, situation the Egyptians themselves were wandering around trying to find what is 
what how are these words created? Is, is there a God? The, the, the first of all, they regarded every thing, different power as, as a God. The Nile is a God, the sun is a God, the moon is a God, uh, I mean, uh, uh, and so on. Uh, 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 and then they, they wanted to know, they wanted to discover. And then the temple for the Egyptians was not just a place of worship. The temple was a, a place of, of, of teaching. The school was, in, in, I mean, if you want to to study the language and so on, the school is in the, 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 the court of justice is in the temple. The feasts, or the, uh, I mean, every god has a different feast, celebration, dance, the dancing, music, uh, I mean, medicine, if you want to be, have a, if you are ill or sick, you, you have, so the temple was, was the center of, of the whole social kind of life. And when the Egyptians, the temples were closed because the Romans did not want to spend any money on the temples, they closed down except the Sarabium of Alexandria. So the Egyptians, a lot of Egyptians were, were, were kind of, of lost. They felt lost. Some of them left their homes, left their thing, and went to the desert and, and meditated there and trying to find salvation. And this is what uh, the Gnostic thing came. Gnostic is to trying to, to know, but not uh, scientific knowledge, not the historical knowledge, not, but the spiritual knowledge. I mean, uh, and then uh, eventually they came to realize this is the third uh, development in the Egyptian uh, a kind of spiritual realization. And, and I told you before, with the, from the pyramid at, uh, time and the Book of the Dead, people, uh, Egyptians, realized that humans have two dimensions, one spiritual and one physical. And then when, uh, after about a thousand years, when Akhenaten came, he really identified the cosmos, the the the. the physical world uh, 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 as also have a, a spiritual dimension, atom or, or the light, as you can uh, uh, say. The third uh, state took place really around Alexandria in the first, or the first century AD. When they came to realize, I mean, this thing has developed through the, the ISIS, uh, ISIS uh, 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 I mean, belief and uh, real, the ISIS sect. The uh, uh, ISIS is so, I mean, the story of ISIS and Osiris is supposed that Osiris, brother and, and husband of ISIS, was killed by his, his, his uh, brother Seth. Who was the devil kind of escape, and his body was divided into fourteen uh, sections. So Isis uh, brought the different parts of his body together and put it together, and with some kind of a magical thing, it is believed that he he came uh, back from the, he was, but not uh, as a, a living person, 
as the king of, of the dead. Osiris became the king of the dead, you see. Uh, uh, so eventually, through the cult of Isis, in the beginning, people, people believed that you have to, I mean, Egyptian believed that you have to go through uh, the, uh, the, the, I mean, the ritual of being mummified and buried in, in a different, in a, in a secure tomb and so on, uh, with the Book of the Dead to be able to have a chance to live the second life. But obviously only, only uh, uh, rich people, kings and rich people were able to spend all this money for this. All the people have no right for the second life because they cannot afford mummification. They cannot afford secure. I mean, not all Egyptians were mummified, only uh, the, the rich people and, and, and the pharaohs. All the people were not, have not chance for the second life. Now, within the cult of, cult of ISIS, after the, this, uh, 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 for, uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, ritual developed that if you were to be cleansed by water, to be the nine water, to be cleansed uh -huh. by nine water, you come out and you be clean, I mean, reborn as a new person. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it, things of that nature started to appear before. Then with the Gnostics, with these people, I mean, this development came to a different thing. They, for the first time, they realized that, you see, the spiritual part of, of the person is part of the universal spirit. The spiritual spirit is part of the universal spirit. So that's why for, from, from the Christian belief, for instance, if you can believe, if you can believe, I mean, you haven't seen it, you didn't see it, nobody saw it really, that Jesus Christ was killed, was crucified, died on the cross, but he, he was resurrected. I mean, this is not scientific, but it's a belief. If you can believe in that, if your mental mind, if your, your inner, inner self can accept that, then you are there and then have been, your third eye has been opened. Then there and then you have rec realized, recognized your own spiritual dimension within you. And so you are eternal. There is no death after that. You have been eternal. So death, in fact, is nothing more than, uh, I mean, unification between the, the spiritual dimension and the universal uh, uh, spirit. You see, it is, it is the Gnostics came to, this is the Gnostic belief. They realized there is no death. There is, so it, is a, it was a great, oh, the great uh, festival. People believed in that early Christian Christianity was a great joy because ordinary people who had no chance to be mummified, no chance to spend no money to do that, suddenly realized that they can, once they can open this, the, 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 the third eye, they can see uh, the, the, I mean, the risen Christ and there and then they earn eternal life. They are eternal.
They don't need to be mummified any longer. This is the new birth of the whole new idea of Christianity. It was really, I mean, we can see that even in the Jesus Scrolls. I mean, Gnostics, Gnostic, I mean, in the in the in the in the Nag Hammadi Nag Hammadi documents, they. The knowledge of the the knowledge of even then, I mean, you can find a lot of a lot of sayings attributed to to, to Jesus or to the spiritual uh, when it is not said. It was not said by any spiritual. It is. I mean, if you, if any person, even a young person, if you can reach uh, spiritually within your experience, if you can go, it's a, even in the Sufi kind. Of, of, of modern Sufi, if you practice some rituals and so on, and go through some spiritual thing, you can uh, experience, I mean, a kind of contact with God. And if you hear some words and so on, you can say, come and say, God says so and so, and God said nothing, but this is what you heard. What the, this is what was delivered to you through this experience. So this is a situation that spread really uh, 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 during the first part of the first century AD in Alexandria and from Alexandria to other parts of the world. Yeah, on that, um, yeah, we have maybe 14 minutes left. Uh, you know, I just wanted to tell the listeners, you know. If you like what you've heard today, uh, Ahmed's book is uh, really captivating. Uh, Just looking at these uh, case of mistaken uh, identities uh, throughout history. Uh, His book is entitled Egyptian Origins of King David in the Temple of Solomon. And he just gave us a all this information that all started in Egypt about having this, you know, what you said is a great hope and monotheism and uh, afterlife. And if people want to uh, you know, get Egyptian origins and your other books, they can go to innertraditions.com. Uh, they can find it on Amazon. And, and if they like, uh, what they heard today, uh, yeah, there is a mini series that is going to be appearing on the Discovery Channel, and you recently returned to Cairo to film a segment uh, for this uh, mini series. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about you see, what? Uh, uh... A few, some years ago, about uh, some years ago, I, I, I was in in Italy, in Torino. Uh, there in Torino, uh, in northern Italy, there was a, a an Egy- conference of uh, Egyptologists. So I was there, and Zahi Hawass, who was responsible for Egyptian uh, 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 archaeology, uh, I mean uh, Egyptian uh, monuments, he was there. I had then. I have I'd written the book, Identify Moses uh, as uh, Akhenaten. Moses and Akhenaten, one of the same uh-huh. person. 
So he he blamed me, saying, "How dare you say that uh, uh, an Egyptian pharaoh has Jewish blood?" So I was a little bit surprised. I told him, "Muhammad, our Muslim prophet, is said to be a descendant from Abraham through Ishmael." I mean, Abraham being the grandfather of the Jews. So, I mean, what is the blood to do with it? So, he, 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 I told him then, he, he said to me, they offered me a million dollars to write a book about Akhenaten, and I refused. So, I told him, anyhow, according to the Bible, Moses died in, in, the, in the desert. Uh, and he was buried in a, in a tomb uh, near the mountain. So his body was never found, and his tomb was never found. On the other hand, we know that Akhenaten uh, built a, a, a tomb for himself uh, in Amarna. He had a tomb established for himself, but although he was succeeded by his son, Tutankhamun, he was not buried. No evidence indicates that he was buried in this tomb, so uh, and, and no, his his mummy was not found anywhere else. So I told him, Biani, if you can, if you were able to find uh, the, the the mummy of Moses of Akhenaten, then I uh, my argument is not uh, correct because Moses was not buried in a tomb. Joseph, according to the Bible, Joseph was mummified and buried in a tomb. And the Bible, the last uh, part of the book of Genesis says that Joseph, uh, the patriarch, was mummified and buried in a, 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 according to Egyptian system. However, Moses was was not re- allowed to enter the the promised land, and he died uh, in, in in northern Sinai somewhere, and he was buried. Uh, near the uh, mountain. So if you were found, uh, more, I mean, uh, Akhenaten's uh, mummy, uh, so w- w- what, he, I mean, he wanted to, I mean, he was, uh, became a minister of uh, antiquity in Egypt, so he had the power to do what he wants. So what he wanted is to prove me wrong. So he went, uh, there was a mummy found in in tomb 55 in the in the valley uh, of the kings, tomb 55, uh, a skeleton because the body was, uh, I mean, deteriorated. So it was placed. It belonged to somebody called Seminkara. Seminkara was with a, as a brother of Akhenaten. Seminkara, who died as a young man, about 23 years of age, and he was buried in the tomb. 55, they found his tomb, and they placed his mummy in the Cairo Museum under the name Seminkara, identified. So how was, in order to prove me wrong, I mean, he took the mummy of uh, Seminkara and claimed that this is the mummy of Akhenaten. And now it is in the Cairo Museum under the name of Akhenaten. So... <laughs> Uh, you see, so I mean, uh, the Discovery Channel have a, a program 
I mean, they have seven different paths. Uh, first path is, is going to be uh, on the 10th of April. I don't know which path is my path, but I'm talking about about the mummy of, I mean, this mummy of skeleton of Seminkara. I am saying that it does not belong to Akhenaten, you see. And they uh, also have a, a, a lady, uh, uh, I mean, expert from the British Museum who uh, confirms that because he is uh, the, the mummy when she, I mean, she is not Egyptologist, she is a, a physicist. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, when she examined the mummy, she found that his uh, uh, wisdom tooth had just uh, started to appear. It, it not so. She said this mummy belongs to somebody who is no uh, more than 23 years old when mm-hmm. he was killed and when he died. So in this case, it, it could not be Akhenaten. Akhenaten is not known to have come to the throne when he was 16, and he ruled for 17 years. So the end of his rule was 34 years. This mummy is somebody, belongs to somebody else. So I, can, uh, uh, so I want to, uh, to, I mean, to talk uh, to Rami uh, Romani, his name is Rami, the guy who is representing the, the, the argument, is called Rami Romani in discovery. I mean, uh, I, I, I just explained my views, and I think they brought this lady expert to to confirm what I what I said about the age. It is not possible. So I believe the time has come that we accept facts. You see, I mean taboos and so on. What is wrong with the? In fact, not only not only Akhenaten and Moses were one and the same person. I believe that the Israelites himself were descended from Egyptian pharaoh. The Israel, I mean, Jacob, the son of Isaac, Isaac, the son of Pharaoh. So the line of, uh, uh, of David, uh, uh, I mean, uh, through Isaac and, uh, jo- and uh, jo- I mean, uh, uh, David and so on, this is an Egyptian. The Israelites originally were Egyptians, you see. I mean, it's not Hebrews. Hebrews are not Egyptians. Hebrews are, are, are Bedouins coming from Arabia who migrated to... I mean, but the lady, uh, I mean, uh, Sarah was a Hebrew lady who was married to Pharaoh. Of uh-huh. and so the descendant of Pharaoh, I, I mean, I believe that the Israelites were descended of Pharaoh, and I don't have any problem with having a mixed blood, I mean, with the Israelites. Yeah. We're down to about four minutes. Uh, you know, Ahmed, you, you, know, you have so much of a, a, a exciting heritage to draw from. You, know, you grew, grew up in uh, Cairo, and you know, visited so many of these uh, Thebes and Memphis, the pyramids, you know, everything that so many of us uh, who are listening to you, you know, hope to see. 
someday. Uh, you know, what's your next uh, project? I have not uh, yet started, but I want what I want to, to to see now. What I want to do, if I have the time to do it, is to show that the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Nag Hammadi are, I mean, uh, cannot just be dismissed. They, and they they are just this because because you see, it, it will change completely our our understanding of. Uh, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. Uh, right. It will, I mean, it will not make people disbelieve, but it, it will correct the source of their belief. You see, it, 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 I mean, the way the church and the Islamic, I mean, it, I mean, the Quran comes from. I think the Islam is a Judeo-Christian religion, really. Uh, I mean, the Jew, the Christian Jews. Of the Gnostics, uh, uh, I mean, of, of Nagah, of, of Dead Sea Scrolls. I mean, the grand grandfather of Muhammad uh, was a, a Jew by his mother. His mother was Jewish. I mean, there are things that are hidden. And if, I mean, maybe before we could not accept that because, I mean, if there was one God whom we believe in, then there cannot be one God for the Jews, one God for the Muslim brothers. Or, for, for the Christians, one goes for the, for the uh, uh, Indians, and uh, it has to be one goes for everybody. So we have uh-huh. to be brothers again. And although we disagree in many things, we have to uh, realize the fact that we come from the same source. Okay, uh, that's a gr- great message uh, to wrap up with. Yeah, you, know, you started with the unification theme and. Uh, all, all this, all these ideas began in ancient Egypt, and you know, I think you just brought us up to, uh, you know, uh, go, going into the Easter uh, weekend about treating everyone well. So, uh, you know, we're down to a, a minute. Uh, if you liked Ahmed's information today, I. It's a fascinating book. Uh, go to Inner Traditions, order The Egyptian Origins of King David and the Temple of Solomon by Ahmed Osman. Thank you so much, Ahmed. It, it was a terrific discussion. You know, uh, we appreciate you being a guest, and you'll be back on Monday the 22nd. Thank you for inviting yeah. me and letting me talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It, Okay. Hey, uh, we okay, will Mark, see we're, everyone we're Monday. Okay. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night.